Hello and welcome back to the Football Chat Podcast, episode 146. The Premier League is back and it kicked off with a fantastic return. Our first story, Newcastle 5, Aston Villa 1. Should we talk about the game? Well, we covered yes, it live yeah. on TFC Live, a very, very exciting stream, very exciting game. It's kind of shocking, really. I, th- I really thought it was going to be a close match. I thought both sides would score a few, but Newcastle really took control of proceedings. They did. I mean, I mean, first and foremost, it was nice to have the Premier League back. Obviously, yeah. opening weekend's always exciting. You usually see a few frills and spills. It's usually, you know, exciting. You see new new deals, you know, playing out on the pitch, new signings, debuts. It's usually quite a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. For Aston Villa, though, as you say, it wasn't much fun. Well, not after the 17th minute. It, it was it was interesting because, as I say, until the you know, first half, it was it was pretty close. I think Newcastle obviously took the early advantage through Tonali. Villa responded yeah. well through Diaby. And I thought, oh, this is brilliant. We've got two, Both two new scoring, yeah. scoring. It's 1-1. This could be a cracking game. And then Ossie Tyro Mings suffered a terrible injury. And on that, obviously, horrible to yeah, see. Yeah, Hopefully, he recovers. But I, just, I don't know what happened after that. Isak then scored another one. Uh, Isak then scored one. And half time, 2 1, I thought, that's right, it's, it's still a close game. We'll see how it goes in the second half. And I don't know, Yuri Tielemans came on at half time for Aston Villa. That was a really strange one because it felt like felt like Villa were too narrow anyway, and yeah. they took off a winger and brought on a midfield. I just don't, where was the need? They're in the game. And after that, I didn't really see Villa go forwards. Like <laughs> genuinely, no. just didn't get the ball forwards. And then yeah, Isak got another one. Then Wilson yeah. came on and scored. And then to round it all off, Harvey Barnes with Newcastle. Like Harvey Barnes goal and assist. Yeah. On Newcastle, if you come off the bench, a very very good way to start life on on Tyneside, but. It felt, yeah, it felt like Villa were were definitely the the worst side. Um, like they seemed, cause, no, but going into the game, wow. people thought they were very close, yeah. and we were saying they're very very close. But after it, it felt like Villa were miles below them. But if you compare the two squads on paper, you'd be saying it's a close match. So, so what really went wrong for Villa? I, honestly, it was kind of like Mings got injured, and then suddenly, bang, everything had gone. I think Konza and Cash on the right-hand side had, okay, let's just categorically horrific day at the office. Yeah. I, I mean, Ezri Konza was, you know, fourth goal, I don't know what he was doing. It's, or was it the third goal? It was one of Isak's goals. Most of Konza's. Yeah. <laughs> most of the goals constantly. Cash had probably, I think it's probably the, the worst performance in a Villa shirt he's had. He yeah. was really off the pace. I think it was... Different. It just looked like a rabbit in headlights. Yeah. They constantly yeah. looked lost. I don't really know what, what he was doing. Leon Bailey had to leave the front line and join, you know, and start and play right midfield with Diaby coming in. And he just, again, he just looked absolutely lost. It was really... It, it felt a bit forced for Emery to play Bailey on that right. And I know, obviously, I, my, I, if I had a guess, I'd probably predict that Emi Buendia was going to start on the right this year predominantly. But then obviously he picked up, again, another horrific injury for Aston Villa. So then Leon Bailey playing there, I don't know that was the right call. And he eventually was the one who came off for Tielemans. Is it it a bit of a matter of wrong tactic for this team? Villa have invested a lot in getting these really technically good players, yet Emery seems stuck in his way, sticking with this 4-4-2. It's the same thing that he used at, at Villarreal. It's very, very compact out of possession, then they spring forward in possession, very counter-attacking style football. And it really works if your team is the worst team and if you just need to get the result over that line in that one match. But 
Villa aren't making use of their talents. You've no. got players like DRB and Leon Bailey now, and yet there's there's no wingers on the pitch. There's no, two wide midfielders, but they they don't do anything. <laughs> like, it, they don't go forward. It, it was bizarre. You have you had a left. Obviously, DRB did well up front, but if, yeah. if we take it to the basics, you've got a centre midfielder starting left wing. You've got a, a left winger starting right midfield. You've got a left winger up front. And mm. you've got two very attacking fullbacks. When we know Emery, obviously, I know the injury to Alex Moreno. He doesn't really have. Sorry, he has two defensive forwards. He doesn't really have a choice. Yeah, you because know, he usually. I mean, that's why we saw Moreno and Young so much play. Like, play so much last year. Because yeah. Ashley Young would do no running, and Moreno would do it all on the left hand side. But everything on Saturday seems that it was wrong for the tactic. Yeah. Nothing fitted at all. And then you know, Paul Torres they had to be chucked into the Premier League debut about half an hour in. And he was, poor bloke, was trying to get used to the Premier League or Alexander Isak's tearing him a new one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just felt really misguided. I feel like Watkins as well. Is he better in a pair or better as, as a single striker, would you say? Well, I think it's hard to say because he did well last year. So he hit that he really did. nice run of form. But Leon Bailey was kind of just... I don't, it, it felt like it they really like struggled to get surf, service to him. I feel like if you've got two outlets on either side two wingers yeah. that can create chances then that gives a much better chance of getting Watkins the ball inside the, the six box where he's best at score I think Emery's still Watkins. getting his head around this Villa side he's, yeah mm. obviously he still hasn't done a full se- a full year at Villa because like, no. I would say oh Watkins is terrible in a two because if you watch Gerrard try and play Ings and Watkins up front it went terribly but yeah. if you watched Watkins and Bailey last year obviously Watkins hit that through the middle of the season he hit that really nice run of form so it's it's really hard to tell Emery still hasn't got a grasp on this Aston Villa side I think what I mean obviously they played really nice football last year but as we've compared it to previously it felt like more every that one of those league games was a cup game so yeah. it's be really interesting how Emery fixes this Everton up next for Villa I mean, that's got to be a win, yeah, really. Yeah, has to be a win. But, I don't know, it feels a lot like when Thomas Tuchel took over at Chelsea, there was that really good half a season where they were pretty much unstoppable and, and they went on to win the Champions League. And it feels very much the same with Emery. While there was no Champions League glory, it was it was this big push where they pretty much won every match. I mean, they were third in the yeah. form table or something like that. And it, it feels like that was just one big momentum push, getting them up into Europe... And now it's back to that, well, actually, once we're out of this whole, it's just, yeah. you know, win I every game, great momentum-building time, once he's actually had a summer to try and, you know, do achieve something, he's come out the other side of it and nothing's happened. I think, if you take everything's perspective, it's to not act drastically. It was oh, a terrible course, game. I think if you look at the game in terms of Newcastle away is a very difficult opening day of the season. I think then seeing one of your leaders come off with a horrific injury when you're still in the game at that point, and then I, th- I t- t- and Newcastle a very good side, but for, uh, the one thing I have questions about is Villa were in the game at two one at half time. I don't. Why did Emery feel the need to bring off Bailey and bring on Tielemans? Yeah, well, it feels I, like they lost a lot. Even then. if Bailey wasn't having a great game, but he, I don't think he was particularly poor though. But that's what I was saying. I thought he looked quite he decent. He wasn't like horrific, mm. and he it worked. Villa were clearly playing well. They were in the game. It was two one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as you say, two one at half time. Leon Bailey. I mean, his rating wasn't <laughs> too horrendous, but then the rest of his team was making him yeah. look a lot better. 
I, I don't know. I don't think it was particularly poor. And then I, th- I think... Uh, it wasn't great, don't that, get me wrong. That, but... that Bruno, Joe Linton and Tonali midfield three absolutely overran. Well, this Lewis is the problem as well. The four four two. it's so... Yeah. It, it, it's so rigid and it leaves gaps in the team. When you play the four four two, you have... Because you've got this strong sense of lines... You've got your mid, you've got your defence, midfield, attack. But what Newcastle did so effectively was operate within those lines and between those lines. And when you've got a midfield three, it's really easy to play around a midfield two. So yeah, while they yeah. could cover wide options, that didn't really matter because they were just getting played through anyway. And that's when we saw Isak's goal goals. And then the second half, they tried to push up really I high. Think, Their high line, that is mental. Yeah, well, this is, and then they just got minced. I think, obviously, Newcastle played really well, and I'll see, we'll touch on that in a minute. But for Villa, I, I do have questions because it worked at Villarreal. But at Villarreal, I feel like they were because they were the underdog, and especially in that Champions League run they went on, they were the underdog. They were the second best team in every single game they they played. Aston Villa, they're the eighth best team in the Premier League. But but even with that situation at Villarreal, I can't remember them where they finished in the league. All I remember is that Champions exactly. League run. I think uh, for me. I, th- I think it's too shy for Aston Villa. You know, as I said, eight best ten in the Premier League. You've got some world class players in your team, and you're trying to sit narrow, compact, and it's like you're playing defensive every single game. What year was the Emery? Was Emery's Villarreal run was twenty twenty two, right? Yeah, the twenty one twenty two season. Villarreal ended up finish, finishing seventh, seventh in the league. So technically, that's the same as Aston Villa finishing last year. So Villa finished eight, but really, we're comparing the quality in the Premier League and quality in the Liga. He should have been finishing high, yeah. especially since I was a Champions League semi-final side. Yeah, and that's where they got a Champions League. Like, it's I don't know. I think it might. I think it was a blip. I think it'll be ironed out. I think. I think for Villa fans, patience is key. Yeah, because oh, it's not. It's not a terrible. You know, it's a terrible start of the season. Sorry, but it's not the end of everything. You're right? thirty-seven games to go. <laughs> There's still a long. Take way. the positives. DRB look good. Well, take, well, well taken goal. Walk, him and Watkins maybe could form that partnership that Villa have been looking for. Someone to help Tentry, him out yeah. because last you know last few years he has been Villa's main and basically only goal scorer. So to get someone to help him out would be nice. But I think on the day with the situation, Newcastle were the better team and they played exceptionally. Yeah, well, I want to touch on that. How good is this Newcastle team? Because, well, we're going to have a debate later about that midfield. But we'll touch on them briefly here. That That's just, it's such a well-compositioned midfield. Because you've got, you've got Bruno, you've got Tonali, you've got Joe yeah. Linton. And they complement each other so nicely. Yeah. You've got, you've got, so Tonali and Bruno. With Tonali there, it means Bruno's given a bit more licence to go forward. Because we, you know, when Tonali goes forward, Bruno can sit. When Bruno goes forward, Tonali can sit. And it means that... We get to see attacking sides from both of them. And I mean, as we saw, yeah. Tonali, very fruitful, scored, could have got a second, only denied by a fantastic yeah. save from Emi Martinez. It just, you know, I feel like it really, really works. And then Joe Linton provides that energy, provides that threat, a little bit of creativity as well. He's already, he's really developed over that last, oh, yeah, over I the last so. year, really, with Eddie Howe. Into what is probably a key player now for Newcastle and Joe Linton. So the midfield, really, really good. Defensively, they seem to have no issues. I mean, the goal—it's a little bit, you know, poor. They I, should have been I marking think, all their players, yeah. but it's—it's it's not a fundamental problem with the system. It's it just was, a momentary lapse in concentration. It, it's, uh, it was so soon after they scored, and they're probably thinking Sandro Tonali just scored. We're in dreamland. <laughs> they're all singing, "Oh, but, Sandro yeah. Tonali," but or "I want to dance to Tonali." Yeah, there's loads of work. Um, but I think 
not to jump to any conclusions, but I feel like, I mean, me included, everyone thinks Newcastle will take a step back this year. Yeah. And I don't, Maybe honestly, don't. as I said, I don't want to jump the gun, but does this prove they're going to stay up where they were last year? Well, or, is again, is this just yeah. a bit more of a well, result? It is fascinating, isn't it? Most people... We're saying Liverpool will jump forward. I mean, we were sitting on the pod, so we're not, you know, throwing yeah. shade on. We were saying, Liverpool will jump forward, Man United will jump forward. Chelsea will jump forward. Chelsea will jump forward. From what I've seen, Chelsea may well jump forward, and we'll touch on them in a yeah, moment. sidestepped. But Liverpool look worse, and because they haven't got midfield now, and United look tragic. I mean, if VAR actually knew how to, you know, do their job, they'd have lost. We should look around next. Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United, Wolves. Let's go to Man United, Wolves. Okay. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Fair enough. Should we start at the penalty or end of the penalty? Should we start with the penalty decision? <laughs> nah, we'll talk about the game okay. first. Okay, United just look really, really poor. Yeah. Like, there's no other way to describe it. United just didn't offer anything. They no. weren't good going forwards. They were way too open defensively. Lissandro Martinez was basically their only line of defence. And all he did was chop people down. And he had to because yeah. they were so open. They basically had no midfield. And I don't get it, really. Ten Hag's a tactical genius. Yeah, like his understanding of the game far superior to any of ours, but he really thought a midfield three of Mount Bruno and Casemiro was gonna be fine. I think he might have overrated Mason Mount a little. What bit. was he expecting to happen? Like I don't, I don't know if it's mental, but for any, uh, for, for me watching in, I see that and go, well, they're obviously gonna get ripped open, aren't they? <laughs> that is exactly what happened. I don't know. It was bizarre. Don't get me wrong, Waterfield played really, really well. And I think I, that three of Nunez, Lamina and and Gomez is really, yeah. really good. But I feel it was like way too easy for I me. should probably apologise on behalf of Wolves fans. <laughs> I spent the whole of pre-season slating them, saying they're going to go down, saying they've got crap kits, and yeah. saying that they should, they're should they definitely getting relegated. You said you didn't love taking the first say round. Take, which I was did, right, but yeah. technically I thought it was because of poor performance, not because yeah. he doesn't like the board. Um... But to be fair, Gary O'Neill's in there, and it was a solid performance, and they yeah. did get unlucky. You know, hitting the post, controversial unlucky. decisions. They need to buy a striker. That, that team can't finish chances. It's just, it was so but frustrating to watch. Pedro Neto is a good player. Mm. He was. Yeah. I've not seen anything of Pedro Neto since he got injured. Yeah. He picked up an injury towards the. I think it was towards the start of and last he, season. Kaladzic. And he just rolled around and he got punched in the head. Yeah, <laughs> just... I, he came off the bench. Oh, did he? He came off the bench, so I believe... I swear he started, I've watched the game. I like, <laughs> did he come off the bench early? Hang on, I'm going to have to double check now. I could have sworn he I came off the, the bench. I watched the majority of the game and I thought, I thought he started. No, he didn't start. It's Matthias Cunha and Sarabia up front. But it really it really did work. But Cunha is, I, I would describe him as a tank midfielder. Yeah. Not as a and number Pablo nine. Pablo is not a striker. Sarabia is a good... Well, I, I, this has it down as a 4-4-2, which Probably. could have been yeah. how it worked. But it looks, Sarabia is often out on the left and Neto out on the right, a bit more of a 4-3-3. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what shape it was. But Sarabia looked really exciting. Yeah, and I think did. if you can actually get him on the ball more, get him in and around goal, he will get goals. I mean, he dragged one just wide. On the left-hand side of the pitch, mm. cut in on his right foot, and it was just just wide of the far post. So not far away at all with that chance. And I think if Wolves can get a bit more clinical, yeah. they're going to be in a much better position than a lot of us. But I mean, I think we both put them to get relegated, it? didn't I we? I did, I put them bottom. No, I didn't. Sheffield United bottom. <laughs> I put everyone by Sheffield United bottom. But I think Wolves played really well. I think Ten Hag needs to go back to the drawing board. Gary O'Neill needs to be mm. happy with his, his side. 
And both sides need to push on, though. Watford, yeah. Wolves need to take the momentum from it, and United need to rethink. The problem for Wolves is they now play Brighton. They're going to get battered. I don't know if they'll get battered, but I feel like Brighton will win that. I still, I think if United are on four, that's 4-0. Four I don't know. Depends. Because what, well, what is your, if, yeah, if United were yeah. playing really well, obviously... Because United are playing really well, it's that's such a it's such I a know, weird what if Well, exactly. You know, if if Wolves had prime Messi, yeah, they probably <laughs> would have won the game. Because I'll be honest, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> interesting. Um, should we touch on the Onana punch? Touch on it. It's the main conversation, mate. Yeah, <laughs> may not be the title of the thumbnail, but it's all we care about. He clobbered a bloke and got away with it. If I do that in the street, I'm in jail. It was. It wasn't a clobber. A bizarre moment. But uh, how on earth VAR looks like and gone, that's all right, the bloke just smacked you in the face. It's it's ludicrous. Like, they just... I mean, he's in my FPL, so (laughs) not complaining. But what on earth? How do you come to that decision? Anana can count himself lucky. He said in his interview that he wasn't worried at all that every given a penalty. Yeah, that's the biggest... That he would have gone to shit. But he's, he's, we know he's a bit of a... What's the word? God, what have you no, 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 I'm trying to think. Um, not energetic. He's just... Eccentric. Yeah, he's very. He's a very exciting goalkeeper. Very acrobatic goalkeeper. He flew. Because he, 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 he wasn't going to get near the goal. He flew yeah. into that knowing that all he wanted to do was smother as much as possible. And he smothered collapsed his head. And you can't do that in the Premier League. And Michael Sager on VR went, that's, no, right. I, that's what I don't get. I can understand if the on-field referee doesn't, you know, it's a quick decision. It's, it's a quick me- moment. Bodies, you're going to miss it. You may well get that wrong. How the Christ, some bloke watching it on the TV goes, don't know, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not a fan. How? What? I, don't, I just don't what they done to him? Oh, he's not allowed to referee this week. Oh, naughty boy. They've got all... It's just, how do they keep getting away with it? It's a daylight yeah. robbery. But I, I just don't understand because we have seen... I mean, we're, we're watching the Women's World Cup at the moment. Yeah. Officiating's been top class. There's barely been a bad call. I've a couple referees have had a bad game here and there, given a couple of soft fouls or not given a couple of VAR harsh communication fouls. system works. Because if, after that decision, and they're given no penalty, if they'd gone, if Simon Aitra had got on the mic and gone, we think that's not a penalty because... And then explained why Michael Salisbury yeah. had not given it, I'd go, OK, fair but enough. The problem is the crowd at... Uh, a lot of these women's World Cup games have been very respectful they of that and they've stopped and listened you went right, right guys they shut stop, stop singing yeah. at the moment and they'll all be chanting wanker oh <laughs> yeah it would it, there's got to be a way to do it though it's, they've got to find yeah. because I mean it says something that Howard Webb is coming out in public and apologising John Moss after the game but so, that means shit all right exactly, exactly. Wolf, he does, he Wolf does, fans but, have travelled to Manchester to watch their team play, and they feel robbed. And what do they get? Oh, that's all right. Howard, I've said sorry. That's all right then. We've lost the point. That could keep them in the title race. But it says so much on the referee that one of the governing bodies of the PHOL has to publicly apologise for the wrong decision. And John Moss, who must be something to do with the PHOL, calls up Gary Neal and goes, mate, that was a penalty. I was like, just touching what I've just said, that Wolves could keep them in the title race at that point. (laughs) Not what I meant. (laughs) Right at the relegation fight. It is ludicrous. Never know, though. That good cost, and I mean, I'm not to go into drastic action because of one poor cut call, but that could completely ruin their football club. They got relegated to Premier League, relegated yeah. to Championship. Make it keep United up. Yeah, 
You never know. Yeah, keep them just above relegation. Glazers are a party. <laughs> it's yeah. poor and it can't keep happening. Yeah, I know. It's just another example of poor offering in the Premier League. But this, I just, I just don't understand why they it's don't annoying seem to change. I think we all know the answer because we've shown and FIFA have shown and we've seen it. FIFA and UEFA have shown the technology works. Well, yeah, they've been playing the, the automatic VAR offside yes. stuff. Why isn't that a thing? It's because clearly it works. Right, like, there we go. And it doesn't take an idiot to operate it. You've got to press the button. Whereas we sit there for 10 minutes and watch while some wanker draws lines on he the screen. He gets his cross, lines up, but crosshairs out and the line makes his yeah. like magic. It's, Half the time they're even right. <laughs> no, they're wonky. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you come up with there then? Yeah. <laughs> Diagonals. <laughs> it's just it's so frustrating. It's, it's the angling of it as well, though. The camera angles we've seen in the World mm-hmm. Cup, you get every act, you've got five different angles. Like, if there's a controversial decision, like the, the referee's going to take time out, she's got five or six different angles, all at different speeds. Premier League, they'll give you the one on top of the, you mm-hmm. know, the bloke who's just stood on the roof and they'll go, well, how do I draw lines on that? The picture's not straight. Yeah, and and that's uh, that's the other thing, isn't it? I, like, they, you could definitely accommodate more cam. You know, you could definitely have more cameras for VAR in these probably stadiums. I mean, Kenilworth Road might struggle, but I'm sure you can get a couple fans yeah. to hold some. That'll work just fine, yeah. I reckon. Even on their phone, record it. Yeah, exactly. Send them in <laughs> little little it's, emails. It's just yeah. getting the technology that works, but also getting some pit and actually know what they're doing. I do not understand how yeah. clueless these are. I don't know where they've hired them from, I don't know what the grades they've passed, or what degree they've got, or whatever they've got to become a referee, but it's fake. You cannot tell me that they know what they're doing. Yeah, and, and well, Simon Hooper will catch a lot of flack for this, but ultimately I don't think it's on him. No. I don't even think it's really on Michael Sansbury, because while he made a horror call, and that shouldn't be excused, I think the rules make the the rules in football make it really difficult to make to make a judgment because it's so ambiguous. Because mm. what is and what isn't a foul? Two players go up for a header in the middle of the pitch. You know, if one of them goes down on the head, is that a foul or is it just a clash of heads? And then it, why is that not the same thing in the box? Yeah, but equally, Onan does use his hands and punch in the air. But other than that, and I get that. But it does feel sometimes like they just make it up they go, but because yeah. they have to make it up as they go along. That's the problem. But I don't. But how do guys change the rules, mate? Because you can. How do how do you write the rules in a way which makes sense and that where there is a clear yes or no? I don't. I don't know if you can. Football, there is just this grey area, and I think that's always going to be a thing. I don't know how you. But once how you, you achieve... pick a rule and the rule works, stick to it because I think the last yeah. three or four years, every single year at the start of the season, they've gone right offside this year. It's going to be any part you can score with, but now it's going to be your shirt sleeve. What's going to be next week? Your socks. Like, come on. Like, pick a, pick a rule. Yeah. It, it also, there's so there's such a lacking consistency. Because yeah. you'll see very similar tackles awarded completely differently depending on what mood the ref's in that day, which ref it is, whether it's sunny or not. It uh, You know, well, I said that, what's the temperature yeah. like? It's to, so random. Uh, and to loop back to Newcastle Villa, I said that about the Emmy Martinez decision. On the day, Andy Madley booked Emmy Martinez. Another referee sends him off. Pope last year we saw this exact the only justification is, is that Power Torres got behind him yeah. but in my opinion that makes no difference well, because they, for me well, the, the bloke passes the box and they the, score that's the thing I found with FIFA and UEFA referees it feels like they all have an opinion they have they have one opinion between them all in the Premier League every ref has his own different opinion 
The rules? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just... Right. That's a referee rant. A nod. We show yeah, the section it's, it's referee rant. We will, we'll though. Okay. It feels like every week. It's the same thing as next week. I mean, if, we'll get on to Chelsea yeah. Liverpool. Anthony Taylor... But also... 80 minutes to book Canarte. Well, firstly, they... I want. I just want to mention before we go on to Chelsea Liverpool... Yeah. That... The way they've dealt with this situation, PGML, is atrocious. Like, oh, ba- I can't come next week. Oh, sorry. You yeah. got- we'll ban him for a week. We'll let him refer at games this weekend. What's the... Why? <laughs> <laughs> they made a mistake. Like, yeah. it's... Oh, not a I don't know. But also, what happens now? We get to next week, next weekend, and four different referee sets make a horrible mistake. No one turns up the ref the week after. But Castle are going again. Like, like under nine, they yeah. get on the coaches to do it and go, well, the player's fair as I can. And you're on the crowd, got a whistle. Come on. <laughs> what? Like, like, it's Pet, it's not a referee. that makes any sense. No. They've got, yeah, they've got to come to some sort of understanding to hold referees accountable. Because at the moment, there isn't anything. What is it? Probably not having, letting them have a week off. We'll work. It's just annoying. <laughs> we'll work that one out. We know that we know VAR works. We know yeah. all the technology and the video stuff works because we've seen it work. We've watched Champions League and European competitions and FIFA competitions. So why don't the PGMO just go? Look, hello FIFA. Can we borrow your offside technology? Because they don't go. No, no, I'm not allowed. Gianni and Vatti will be like, no, because I'll be like, selfish. no, he'll be like, money. <laughs> Yes. All the money. Because yeah. I can't. It's just a. It's a tracker in. The, I mean, part of it's. A, they're trying to tracker in the ball, aren't they? That's what they're yeah. trying out this year. It's not rocket science. It's like a ball, mate. Like, yeah, like the one they're doing with the. Just do they, it. Make the they make the robot. That's just a. That's just a graphic visualization mm. of it. That's not. You know, it doesn't. They're not going to have to like rip up all, like the whole of stadiums and implement it. It's just a bloke on the, the computer yeah. will do it itself. And then finally, with with all the VAR and stuff, transparency. Is really yeah. key because I want to know what on earth was said between Simon Hooper and Michael Salisbury. Because but, what could they have possibly said? But the Premier League, they won't, re- PGL, they won't release that clip. They'll release mm. the obvious one when the broke his arm up here and it hits the arm. <laughs> right tails, I think that's handball. Is that, that it's the one we just saw, not an obvious one. Because an arm pops a bloke in the face and nothing happens. <laughs> Clap his hands at head, please. <laughs> Might as well, we'll probably go over there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just such a. Weird decision. Yeah, it and it's frustrating because we're going to keep doing this every week, yeah. aren't we? It's going to be Come next, next week. When guess, you know, referee of Brighton Wolves has watched. No, because that's the three o'clock. Oh, yeah. They won't get any yeah, attention. Because no. one's on TV yeah. that people actually watch. What's on TV? What's on Tottenham t- United. Who's refereeing? <laughs> <laughs> I mind that. Michael Oliver. Oh, he's going to send off Lissandro Martinez for booting the ball away. And oh that's yeah! Not, this is where the whole thing comes in about that whole well, yellow I was card. Say, is the cards situation oh, ridiculous? Ludicrous. I don't. I disagree. You know, and this might be a, not a commonly held opinion, but you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> like I'm no, fed up of time wasting yeah, no, no, all no, that no, shit. No, Just book them all. No, the thing I find ludicrous is the fact that you look at look at some games and it's so you, last night's game. Sorry, not last night's game. Monday night's game between United and Wolves. Yeah. Simon Hooper was card, card, card. Anthony Taylor, as we're about to get on to, took 80 minutes to book Canate after he yeah. made six or seven fouls. But yeah, but personally, you kick the white yellow card. Yeah, because twi- What was the point? Like, if you do that on Sunday League, the bloke punches you. I'll take a yellow card over getting punched in the head. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I don't see any problem with that. Dissent, like, 
Oh, right. The I thing that annoys me the most. Told me that the, I'm anger, I'd book them. the thing book that annoys them. me the most is this. Every yeah. fight, every like you get it soft in every match at the moment. And a guy in League One, no Championship, get Rotherham the Rotherham game. Someone got because they went like that to referee and they got second yellowed for doing it. And I do not blame the referee because if someone did that to me, well, I, imagine you're doing your job and someone tries to get you to do the most obvious thing. But but also you know you could say referee come on shit you had a card yeah. Robin ooh yellow card that's um. what the crowd do when they're like taking the piss out of him and then they turn it sideways and start doing that you know? it's like <laughs> well, let's just try that on the pitch see if yeah. I get a red 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 oh you red <laughs> but yeah shall we move on Chelsea yeah. versus Liverpool Chelsea one Liverpool one game of the weekend very... for me if Newcastle Villa didn't exist. <laughs> I realise what, what I said <laughs> yeah. to Newcastle I'm fucked. What a game it was. It was brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely mm. brilliant. And to be fair, VAR got the calls right this week on this one. Yeah, as a Chelsea fan, very pleased. Very enjoyable game. I think we played some really nice stuff. Really I think good. we actually looked pretty decent. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know whether this whether this will continue throughout the season, but I thought, uh, first 20 minutes, Liverpool definitely controlled the game. Yeah. Like, they were much better going then, forwards. They were nicking the ball yeah. in good areas. And they were passing through the defence quite easily. It, but once Chelsea settled into a rhythm, and it, was, it started looking really, really nice. It was when that second... Let me start again. It was when <laughs> Salah's second goal got disallowed that Chelsea yeah. used that as momentum. Axel de Sassi on debut from the corner. Doesn't mind if he does. Great score his debut because he looked a little bit shaky before then. Obviously, yeah. I would put him. I'm not saying he's at fault. I put the predominantly predominant blame on him for the Liverpool goal. He had no clue that Lewis Diaz was behind him, so I think it was really good for him to respond with a goal. And then after that, he looked brilliant. But it was just a really good game, well fought game. I feel Liverpool got lucky. Chelsea probably the better side, mm. and I think that's going into the game. I think more questions were about Chelsea coming out of the game. I think there's more question marks on Liverpool. Yeah, I, was, I, I would 100% agree with that. I think that for Liverpool, there was a lot of problems. I think the midfield, which, you know, doesn't come as a surprise to anyone. We've been saying for months now they need to buy some midfielders. They played five They've wingers as an attacking midfielder. Yeah, and it was, way, it was way too easy for Chelsea to pass through. Now, obviously, it looked like so many attackers. I think Alex McAllister could does play that deeper yeah. role well, and once Trent inverted, that looked fine. And they were able to deal, well, the three backs dealt relatively yeah. well with, with those long balls into Jackson, into into Sterling. But my question comes is when a team plays a front three, or when City turn up to town, it's going to be a very different yeah. day for that back three. I just worry that at the moment, Liverpool are way too easy to play through. And I think a refined Chelsea team puts a couple past them. It could have even been 2-1 with Chilwell getting that second goal yeah. offside by, by an inch. So... It was offside, I'm not saying it wasn't by any means, but very tight offside. He yeah. could have easily got that, yeah. could, have, could have got that second goal. Who Liverpool next? Liverpool play Bournemouth, Ooh. which, while it is at home, Beware. I'm excited by that Bournemouth team. I really am. I've been saying it, I've put them 10th in the predictions. You call me an idiot. They didn't look too bad. Game. I think they're getting relegated, so. <laughs> but I said that at Wolves, so I Yeah, they look great now. Yeah. <laughs> And I said the Sheffield United go down, and they nearly got a point against Palace. So, yeah, I thought I thought Bournemouth quite look quite good. It's Liverpool at home; they should win, and they've got a time in midfielder. But who now? Because Liverpool have missed out now in the last like this is not even a ridiculous time. It's like eight months. 
They have lost out on Enzo Fernandez, Jude Bellingham, Romeo Lavia, Moise Caicedo. Even Ibrahima Sangare has chose to stay at PSV rather than go to Liverpool. What are they doing wrong? Like, what do they do in the? Do they go into the negotiation room and go like? Don't know. He's not gone yet. Oh yeah, they want to go south yeah. for you. Uh, he's at PSG, of course. Man, yeah, he told them to go shut. Like, what? What are they doing? I don't know. Do they not like Jurgen Klopp? Do they not? The only thing for me is they don't believe in the direction or future. We know the club's up for sale. I agree with that with the sense of Caicedo and Lavia because they've both referred the Chelsea project despite the fact that Liverpool yeah. have come in as as well. And I think that says a lot more about the Chelsea project and we will touch on that in a minute. But for me, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't really it, you know, Liverpool need some midfielders because that was way too easy to play you know, play through them. They need a defensive midfielder. I mean I think Amrabat be a great fit, but I think he's gonna go to Manchester United. I don't know. I'm sure Klopp will have something planned, but at this rate, I saw someone saying they're getting up with Jeff Hendrick, and that would be funny. Uh, I'd like to see him back in the Premier League. Are you still in the Premier League? Burnley. Newcastle. Why is he at Newcastle? He's not playing, is he? He's just been there for years. Uh, why it? is he there? Why is he there? Because <laughs> well, no one wants Jeff Hendrick. Sorry, I, Jeff. I love Jeff. Do you want to come on the show, Jeff? He was on Reading last season and played 46 games. That's every. Bowler. No, yeah, that is every single championship appearance. What a guy! He probably played some cut ones and didn't play all the championship ones. But either way, forty-six finishes, four goals, not too shabby. But yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be playing for Newcastle anytime soon. Or Liverpool. Well, you never know with Liverpool, right, yeah. do you? But yeah, I think for me, Liverpool need midfielders. Are they really going to struggle? I think Bournemouth next weekend is going to be a real interesting one. A team that look quality in midfield, Chelsea. Yeah, brilliant. Should we touch on the new midfielders? Yes. Well, firstly, Conor Gallagher. We yeah. have disrespect that man on this show yeah. for years now. But as a six, he did not do bad. Considering he can't play as a six, that was quite yeah. good from him. He didn't kill anyone. He didn't do anything stupid. He did have a few careful moments that made me feel a bit funny. But yeah. apart from that, he did all right. Yeah, I mean, an Enzo flawless as per usual. magical. That's what we come to expect from Enzo Fernandez. Got credit from it for the general public. Yeah. He watched that performance and went, yes, he played really well. Mainly because, you know, if Salah had scored, they'd have all gone in because, yeah. you know, that's the Sky thing mm. to do. But Fernandez was out of his, out of his skin. Yeah, and I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in awe of him. And I think now people are starting to realise that actually the £100 million Chelsea paid for I him think represents a decent value in the market because I think he's in yeah. and around that Bellingham yeah. and Rice conversation. I think, John, I know I touched on midfielders, but I think Chelsea look like a very dangerous package if both Chilwell and Reece James are fit. Because those two were brilliant. Yeah. Chilwell obviously got an assist, could have had a goal as well, it wasn't offside. Reese James was brilliant down the right hand side, was unlucky to not get an assist if Jackson had finished. Jackson looked decent, right positions, just didn't couldn't you know, just couldn't get that final kind yeah. of cutting edge. So, so well, we expect to see a four two three one, which would limit those full backs a little bit more. But mm. equally if the defensive midfielder's dropping into the if, if it's a classic pop potch system and the yeah. wing backs are flying forward and the DM drops into form a three back that may I mean, well so we saw the 3-5-2 and that's Potts just coming in front of Kerbal and just I, started yeah. the four two three one pre-season and just going to stick with the 3-5-2 it was all just for Bantz I think we'll see the four two three one, and I really do like that formation potentially it will be more of a four three three because obviously we've signed two new midfielders Moise Caicedo and Romeo Lavia yeah. obviously well Caicedo is confirmed he's joined we've seen him and it's the picture of his mum which I thought was really really wholesome yeah, that, was that, was an, that, was some nice. smart, that was a smart announcement and then Romeo Lavia is about to be announced over the last few, over the next few days, and I think that will probably be announced by the time this is out. 
whether it's Chelsea or Liverpool, we are still don't have a clue. I think no. it's Chelsea now, but it probably flipped out about nine times between now and then. But yeah, it says a lot about the project Chelsea are building it that does. both Moisko Sado and Romero Lavia chose them over Liverpool. But because yeah, Liverpool have Europe this season. Yeah. So that's a match is usually a massive contributing factor, and but players have belief in Chelsea to come back. What's also the difference in the between Lavia and is that Lavia's in the championship, he'll take what he can get. Casado, hmm. he's in Europe he's in the Europa League of Brighton. He could have gone to the Europa League of Liverpool and he's chosen to go sit outside of Europe with Chelsea. Yeah, I just Unless Chelsea yeah. have gone to we will win a cup this year. Potentially. Well maybe we should be. But yeah, a couple of other players then as well. Carney, Chuck Wemmaker, I'm glad to see him get involved. Yeah, I thought he played quiet, fine, a bit quiet, yeah. but fine. Robert Sanchez was... Hmm. I've got questions. Um, I had but questions when we first signed him. I think, he, you know, considering he's not very good with the ball at his feet, it's a bit of a weird signing. But, I but Lloris like was never good with the ball at his feet. What we saw of Sanchez at Brighton is he's a confidence keeper. Get a few clean sheets under his belt. Get a few decent saves and decent games for him. I think he'll thrive. Similar to Kepa. Kepa really not never really got that because we kept conceding and then he kept yeah. having howlers. Yeah, I think I think as I say, my biggest fear is that he can't play out from the back very well. But when he claimed that cross towards the end of the game on Sunday, he leapt in the air and claimed it. Yeah. I mean we practically celebrated it yeah. live on stream because that's something we haven't seen from Kepa and I think that brought a lot of confidence. Yeah. Usually Kepa just stand at his near post ball roll past him and then yeah. slapping down the net. And Sterling. I thought he was probably the worst player for Chelsea on the pitch. And I do... But does it say something that I think he looked better than he did last year? He did look better than he did last year. Yeah, he played with a lot more freedom, a lot more confidence. But it felt like he's just not quite in sync. And I don't know if he'll be... If it's a 4-3-1, I think he'll fit in really nicely into one of those wide areas. If he do play with a two up front, I wouldn't play him in, in that system. And I think the three five two will be very effective against teams like I City just to keep us he, yeah. he you know, is, defensively solid. He is still yet to prove that he isn't just a Pep Guardiola player. I think everyone's a Pep Guardiola player. I'm convinced that all you yeah. know what we've seen from City players is that they can play in the system, yeah. but once you take them out of Pep Guardiola, it doesn't work. Cancelo yeah. looked terrible for Bayern last year. And at the moment, I think he's going to go to Barcelona, and that'll be interesting. We we haven't well Gundogan well, played I his would... debut for Barcelona. Not a you I know, would anything never buy a player off City. Exceptional. Because once they're played, they're, they're confused. <laughs> all they can see is yeah. Tic and passing triangles and all this from Pep. They've got like, Pep just like imprinted in, the, in their mind. <laughs> They've got a tattoo. He's yeah. etched in. But it's crazy. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. But Chelsea on the up. Liverpool with a few questions to answer. But I, I think they'll both take the point from the game. Yeah. And I think for Chelsea, Caicedo and Lavia are both big picks. Bit by bit, yeah. big pickups. Up next then, our final story before we get into our FPL teams. I know you guys will probably be excited for that bit. It's Jack Harrison. Now you may be sat there thinking, this is mental. Jack Harrison? Why don't you mentioning him? He's not very exciting. He's not even in the Premier League. Well, he will be very soon. So, most of you will know Jack Harrison, who Jack Harrison is, of course, the Leeds winger. Well, he doesn't want to play for Leeds next season because Leeds are in the Championship. And they're rubbish. And they're rubbish. <laughs> but he was going to go on loan to Everton. That deal seems to be very, very close. Then, Aston Villa went, oh, hang on. We need an Emmy deal replacement. Why? And hijacked the deal, and they were going to bring in Jack Harrison. He travelled over to Birmingham, was doing his medical, forgot to mention he's injured for two months. So Aston Villa went, we're obviously not going to sign you. <laughs> to which he went crying back to Leeds, to Everton, sorry, and they have taken him on loan for the season. 
Why? What a weird so situation. The, yeah. Why did I want him? Why did you lie to them and not tell them he's injured until he arrived? Well, I just, I, it felt like, yeah. Why would Villa would know I, that? I imagine, well, I imagine it's, it was such a quick situation that, that he turned mm-hmm. up on crutches and went, hang on, hang on, hang on mate. <laughs> You're on crutches. You're going to sprint on a treadmill on crutches. Because it's April Fool's. Oh, here we go. I, I, just don't have, I don't know why Villa wanted him. I know they weren't great. Well, I think he's good. I think he's a really good player. No, he's not. I think yeah, I think he's a really good player. He's good, but he's not. Uh, he's not European football good. Mm, no, I think, I think he scores in the Europa League. If you want, so go get Jared Bowen. But also, he'd only be alone until Buendia's back. Which no, but I think he'll do well for Everton if they play. I mean, they signed Dan Juma online and just didn't start him well, how do they do they just wanted to fill him fuming so again, apparently worked in that game by VAR session. I haven't actually seen that yet but no, I saw I saw I'm going to say that's right though because it. I have slated Fulham over summer again and then they won okay you're really praying on these I'm really horrific at predictions yeah. I've realised <laughs> okay well tune in next week for pre predictions shall we get to our FPL yes because speaking of things you're bad at fantasy no I've had a good week that's just meant in general. Okay. But yeah, of course, we do have the TFC League. If you're in it, please do comment your rank in the comments below. And obviously, if you're doing really well, we'll probably mention you in this video. So look at, hear out, listen out, sorry, I should say, for your name. But yeah, shall we start with looking at our teams then? Yeah. How many points did you score this week, Harry? I scored a big fat 74. Mm, not bad. 10 above the average? Yes. I'd say that's a fairly good week. Yeah, it was a pretty good week. The, average, the average was very high this week, so it feels like... Whatever your score was, like I'd look at seventy nine and go, "That's pretty." I've scored seventy nine, by the way. I'd look at a seventy nine. I'll just mention yeah, yeah, so on. I can make a point. I'd look at seventy nine and go, "That's a pretty decent score." But this average is so high this week because literally everyone has Captain Harland. Yeah. So everyone's already on twenty six and then gone from there. So yeah, the average is unusually high. It's sixty four. I think I'm. I'm not too. Unhappy with my seventy nine. No, I'm very happy. Could be better though. Would have liked to top on my list. If you are part of the nine point five percent of the game that don't have him, you're an idiot. Why do it to yourself? Why would just you? Do you want to lose? Do you want to have to be? Why? I was like the risk of touching FPL. Why have I seen so many videos of people who lost the FPL league last year and the forfeit was to go on a dinner date with a teddy bear? What? what? I have. I don't know why. I've seen them all over the internet. Several different these. videos. Is they are brilliant because they're hilarious because like a grown man like a 40 year old football fan sat there with Winnie oh. the Pooh you've just asked why they do it there you go it was, it was quite funny <laughs> it's like, I don't know why I keep seeing it I don't know why I've all of a sudden only just seen the forfeits come through yeah I mean we're not doing a forfeit for the FBL league just in no, case there's a lot scared of, of joining I was going to say there's 635 people imagine we do like first if it's bottom that's the pay for everyone's <laughs> dinner <laughs> unlucky you're in debt forever <laughs> You're forever paying off this meal. But yeah, so I'm I'm quite pleased. Obviously, well, should we talk about what assets did well for us? Harland, boring. No one cares. We both had him yeah. captain. Lovely. Yeah. I think we've had Saka as well, didn't we've we? We've had Saka on 10. That's not too bad. Johan Visser. Legend. Good gamble from you, to be fair. I had Jao Pedro. Can benched him. Ooh. Tough, tough no, times. My bench was pretty solid, to be fair. Bench Ben Me. Turns out he was injured. I'm glad I benched him. George Bulldogs brought in as my four mil defender, so he just kind of sat around and picked up two points. Yeah. Did bench Ollie Watkins, he also did get an assist, mm. but I don't feel like I missed out too much from him. Who did you strikers. have in your team that didn't score? Uh, Odegaard blanked on two, Mount got me three, Foden got me three. Mount's an interesting pick. I gambled. 
Yeah. I thought he did well with Davies. Yeah, my wine gamble was Richarlison. Didn't pay off. Should have no. gone Madison. I was, I was I'm in an arm between the two. Thought Richarlison's going to be playing up front and he's guaranteed starting minutes because there's no other forwards. Get him in. Madison went and dropped two assists while Richarlison touched the ball about three times. Astute Jan, I think everyone's got him over half the game's got him. Bit yeah. frustrating that Luton scored at the end, near the end, but he still picked up Yeah, because that would have been a big hole, really, wouldn't it? Yeah. Big Lewis uh, hole. Luke Shaw picked up a clean sheet. Yeah, other defensive players. I had a Kanji. Brought him in yeah, just for the deadline for Stones. Yeah. Pretty happy with that. Brought in Saliba off for Gabriel after the leak yeah. that uh, Gabriel wasn't going to play. That went pretty well as well. So, Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, thank God he picked up an assist because Arsenal conceded, obviously. But that could have been a much bigger score. And his price is already uh, already is, is already set to rise. So that's pretty. I'm pretty happy with that pick. Mitama, obvious one. Mar- uh, Martinelli, obvious one. I didn't. None of my differentials pay off. I had Nick Jackson didn't really yeah. do anything. Had Richardson. Onana did well. I mean, I'll take the nine points from a goalkeeper first week. Only twenty eight percent of the game have him. Yeah, Caught I already. went Jordan Pickford, and that failed. I, I again, I think Fulham are crap. So I just thought it might not score, but they yeah. did. Again, that was late on. And Reese James. Although I kind of knew Chelsea would probably concede, I thought he, I mean, he should have got an assist, at least yeah. one assist, because Nicholas Jackson get put over the bar or at the keeper or people getting the shots blocked, which yeah. is frustrating, but I think eventually he'll come good. But I'll take 74 from the first week. Not bad. Sticking for game week two then? No, um, I don't think, I'm not making any transfers. Might pick up rotation with my bench, but... I'm, I don't think transfers week two is a very smart. I need to check all the news and leaks on how long Ben Mee will be out for, but apart from that, I don't think I'll make any changes. Okay, interesting stuff then. Shall we look at the Football Chat League? Usually yes. we will scroll through it and try and find the highest scoring, but obviously it's week one, everyone's at the top. So, shout out uh, to our game week one table topper. Are we doing what? Are you doing top of our table? Are we showing where we are, saying where we are first? Or? Oh, you know what? Go on then. Where are you in the Football I'm Chat League? I'm 187th. Oh, where are you? I'm 99th. That's in the top 100. I'm in the top 100. That's my goal. Yeah, There's 635 right. people yeah. in the t- in the football chat league. They're all good at FPL probably because you've, you you yeah. watch us. I mean, you're going to be good at everything. Oh, we have joint tabletops. We do have joint tabletops. We've got a lot of people right at the sharp okay. end. So we we sort of got a top five. Yeah, we can get. We'll run through the top five. So. Yeah. Joint on 90 points and joint third. We've got three teams. We've got the Tuli Banani. FC or Bernini FC by Roland Moyai. The names are going to be difficult to pronounce. I'll be honest. Moyaira. Hopefully, I'm yeah. pronouncing the name right. They picked up 90 points, mostly from their front three of Harlan, Jao Pedro, and Isak. That's pretty decent to be fair. Then we've got CJXV, which is 15, if I'm not mistaken, from CJTM. So that's trademarks. Yeah. We do need to be worry, careful about using. CJ's name yeah. in this video. Sorry, CJ. No Please don't come for us. Again, he they, they picked up most of their points from a very strong midfield of March 9, Salah 5, Saka 10. Rashford picked up 3, but Madison on 9. I could have been right up there if I'd forgotten for Madison, eh? And then, finally, with also 90 points, is the Thrig Link, the Frig Linkster, um, F.Rig. Well, very good defence, really. Wacky Manderson, 9. A Signal, 7. Chilwell, 7. Mm. But therefore, they could have got more from the week as they put, started Pickford, but benched Sam Johnson on a clean sheet, mm. had Ream on seven on the bench, and Rico Henry on four. They could have definitely maximised more points and took the lead of the league. I mean, they would have been top, yeah. And then joint first, then, we've got Sadiq Kotogam and Prince Mega with their teams, Naz Army and Shane FC. Well, both of them using their triple captain on Erling Haaland. 
So that's already their token goal. I was going to say. Yeah. Take, but they are top of the TFC League at, at some point this year. Is it worth it? Maybe. Well, I argue it is. So Do you get anything enough. for it? No. You shout out to TFC League. That's pretty Shout good. out to Prince Mega and Sadiq Katagum. Fantastic. Should we call it there? Yeah. It's been a great start to the Premier League season. We don't really know what we're doing in the podcast. It's probably going to change every week. But at the moment, we're sort of... It won't be a Premier League summer every week. It's not that. No, probably won't. But whatever stories there are from the week, we want to gather more unique sort of stories to discuss, but also cover those big topics. Since the Premier was back, we thought it'd be nice to cover some of the big games and talk about some of our takeaways from them. We may do that again in a couple... You know, every Maybe we'll... Have do some prem games, some stories, well, stuff like we, that. We've talked for so much about all the Premier League. I see, you know, we could talk about so many things. Leipzig winning the Super Cup, Harry Kane yeah. losing his first ever final. Will he ever win a trophy? No, there you go. Talk Barcelona about losing on the opening day of the season. Yeah. That was fascinating. And for our Braille Betis fan, Matteo in chat, always turning up to the streams. Betis winning on the opening, on yeah. their opening match. Anyway, though, we could cover everything. I'll say. Probably take us a while, though. So, we will call it there. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed. If you have, please have the courtesy of making sure to leave a like if you're watching on YouTube. And subscribe also if you're on YouTube. It massively helps us out. We, put, we want to hit 2.5k subs this year. It is a big goal. You can help us out massively by... Uh, by Hitting subscribe. Yes. <laughs> so I fell off you by your weird voice a moment. Okay. That, yeah. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, comments down below. Please do get involved. What do you think of this weekend's action? And then wait. Check out Prem Predictions on Friday. The time this goes out, we will be live for England Australia at the yes. same time. So come join oh, us England. for that. And later today, we'll be live for the Super Cup. This weekend, two Prem games on Saturday will be live for a back-to-back stream. It is. Tottenham, Manchester United, yeah. Man City, Newcastle. Absolutely nailed it. Hi from my other rant to join us there. Be Indeed. there. You heard how much we hate refs. Be there. Indeed. But I think that's everything for this week. Thank yes. you all very much for watching or listening, and we'll see you next time. See ya.